Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hi, everyone. This is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're going to be talking about boundaries, something that I personally was never raised with and didn't even know what that word meant. There was no boundaries in my house. It was just free for all. Anybody could do anything to anybody as long as you were an adult and they were little children. (laughs) It was very hard for me to put them down. When I started my own recovery of an eating disorder, I sort of had to have some boundaries around that for myself. But also the bigger part of me needed to have boundaries from other people. So for instance, as somebody who overate in my eating disorder, had a binge eating disorder, so a binge, I'd have a binge on a Friday night and it wasn't really because I was hungry or what had just happened. It was usually because A week before that, I didn't set a boundary. I didn't tell somebody something that I needed to say. I took on too much. I just didn't honor myself or my time or my energy or my strength. The body love card has the goddess sort of drawing a circle around herself and her little deer. And it says in the back of the card, when we stop dieting and obsessing about food and weight, we set a boundary that allows us to start living our lives and meeting our own needs. Setting boundaries is a way to protect our integrity. By setting limits or saying no, we are able to make choices based upon our own unique truth instead of what we believe we should do, should eat, or should weigh. So we're talking about eating disorders in this, but that can be anything. That can be How much are you working? How much are you watching TV? How much are you in the wrong relationship? It can work on anything that you need to sort of meeting your own needs in that relationship or in that work environment or in whatever. I'm so happy to have my guest today. We're going to talk about boundaries and I'm going to turn it over to her and she can introduce herself and tell us what up with her. What's she doing? (laughs) Take it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, I am a host of Blinding with Nurses podcast and excited to be talking to you about boundaries today. It's definitely an issue that I've struggled with. Like you, I was raised without many boundaries in my family. I have six brothers and sisters, and we just had very little privacy or boundaries. Everything was kind of everyone's, so <laughs> every aspect of your life. So it's something that I've been working on as an adult and kind of struggled with. So I I was thinking about kind of one of the first major boundaries that I set for myself as an adult, and it didn't really have to do with eating or food, although there were some of those that I set as well. But one of the bigger ones that I recognized as being a boundary was realizing that I don't have to do everything that everyone asks me to do. What a concept. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You can say no. Yeah. 
I'm a go-getter. I, I like to be doing a lot of things. So that one, it's kind of a struggle for me. And so I made a new friend about four or five years ago. And she's also very active, likes to be doing a lot of things all the time. And I have certain festivals that I go to each year or activities that I do. And she had a lot of activities and she would invite me to every single thing. And I realized I can't do everything. <laughs> I can't do every activity or I'm not going to one, work enough to make money or to have the energy to do the things that I really enjoy. And I also realized at that time, like I also don't have the emotional capacity to make a ton of new friends at this point in my life. I have some friends that I really care about and I think that I should invest more time and energy into the things that I already love and that I'm committed to rather than trying to just continue to add more bits and pieces to my life. And I, this person is still a friend, so I'm not excluding her from my group of friends, but I realize I can't just be a great friend to all of her friends as well. I've got to <laughs> right. stick to my commitments and, um, and I really just want to be better at the things that I care about. I love how you describe that. It's so easy to fall into these places, especially as women who are doers and let let me be of service. You know, it seems like as soon as I was in the delivery room, my mother had me. I feel like I put on a diaper and said, okay, what needs to be done? <laughs> Can I get anyone some crackers? You know, I just feel like I've always been the helper person or the server or the I'll go along with whatever you've got going. It, we just fall into these things. And it was so great that you saw it and then you pulled back and went, wait. Wait, I have stuff I want to do too. Totally. And I think, yeah, it comes out of this aspect of wanting to please everyone. And it's hard to give up that role of trying to please everyone. It is really hard. I don't know that it's our nature, but it's what we've been taught to do. I feel that when I first started putting down boundaries, because I had to, or I was going to die of an eating disorder or die of alcoholism, of or die of overwork, or whatever the millions of things I had to struggle with to sort of get to a good place within myself, I feel like I felt very guilty that I wasn't doing more for others. And I felt selfish. And I can remember being told I was selfish when I would want to do something for myself. So there it is. There it is. That's interesting. I have a similar experience. I remember being told when I was growing up that I was selfish if I wanted to do something that didn't serve the better interest of our family. And it was a large family, so you, we did need to have a certain amount of selflessness just to make things run. But I remember also being told if I wanted to kind of go my own way on occasion that I was being selfish. And then I kept that into my adult years and I felt that I was a selfish person. And then I had a lot of guilt around that as well. So yeah, I can totally relate to that. And things around eating and body image as well. I feel guilt or not enough if I'm not living up to this idea of what people or society thinks that your body should look like or what your eating habits should be. And that was a big thing in my family as well. I mean, my mom, I think, struggled with her eating and weight for a long time. And then she just kind of passed that along to my sisters and I, not my brothers, but my sisters and I for sure. So that was a thing that I felt guilty about too, was being thinner than this person, but still not being thin enough in the eyes of 
of other people. And Yeah. You're not okay no matter what. Right. I can remember feeling I was the first girl in my family to go to college. And I remember feeling like I was just doing that to be selfish because I shouldn't go to college because nobody else can go to college right now. And I have to wait until other people can go to college. But I didn't do that. I went ahead and went. But the point is, is that I wanted to be thinner. But if I was thinner, then there was a lot of guilt about that. And if I was bigger, there was way a lot of guilt about that. So it didn't matter what I looked like, really. I wasn't going to win. There's no correct place to be. (laughs) Right. 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 Which sort of sums up being a female in the culture that we live in. You can't do enough. You cannot do enough. You're going to get in trouble if you get a haircut. (laughs) You're going to get in trouble (laughs) if you speak too loud on the floor of the Congress. I don't know. You're just always going to be in trouble. If you're a girl in this culture, you're going to get in trouble. That's all there is to it. That's right. Can't win for losing. No. (laughs) So tell me about your podcast, what you guys talk about and and how that kind of fits in with your boundary card. Our podcast is called Whining with Nurses. Whining spelled W-I-N-I-N-G because we drink some wine and then we talk about nursing. So it's so basically just a, a podcast to kind of commiserate about some of the odd and intense <laughs> experiences that nurses can have. And it's a place to unwind. We just are sharing stories and venting and, and just kind of unloading. So I think, how does that relate to boundaries for me? (laughs) So (laughs) it's a good question because drinking is something that I've definitely been trying to set boundaries for myself with um, or around. I do enjoy wine and we live in wine country and it's hard not to when you're surrounded by so much delicious wine. (laughs) Yeah. But it's something that I've noticed that over the past few years, I don't necessarily feel the same way that I did. I don't get the same enjoyment out of it with just casual drinking or drinking in the middle of the week. I don't like to do that anymore because if I have to wake up and work the next day, I really don't bounce back like I used to. I'm aware of its health impacts, especially drinking to excess has a lot of negatively impacting health effects. And so that's something that I'm still struggling with is I kind of feel like I need to keep going with this drinking (laughs) on the podcast. Sometimes I don't necessarily feel like it. So we've tried to kind of ways around that on occasion. Right. And it's the name of your podcast. So, or it's the name of your work that you're putting out into the world, Whining with Nurses. So you're talking about nursing and the stories about that, the struggles of it and the funny things that happen. And I would think that your boundaries are overrun all the time as a nurse or you know, I know I have had school teachers on. There's the same kind of thing. There's like boundary schmoundry. You know, you just have to do whatever you have to do to get through the day. But yeah, you know, you might have to go with juicing with nurses. Or <laughs> <laughs> we could do we could do a few weeks of that. We're, yeah. we're doing a detox. <laughs> yeah, detoxing with nurses. But it's funny. You mentioned with the no boundaries in nursing, that is 100% true. And part of it is totally necessary. We need to cross certain boundaries with our patients in order to do the work that we do. But there are also boundaries that get crossed that don't necessarily need to be. And that's something that I've been thinking about more recently with nursing. And 
it's funny, it's come up in the past couple of years in the political landscape that we have been seeing. A lot of patients, I think they feel like with their nurse is a safe place to talk about anything. And in general, it is. But I think a lot of times patients also may assume that their nurse agrees with their political opinion or with their opinions in general. And I've started to consider different ways that I can set boundaries with patients because I don't have to do the nurse thing that I usually do, which is smile and nod and say a therapeutic (laughs) thing that makes people feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, There's a right time to do that. But if someone is pushing their political opinion, I found that I can say things like, you know, we don't have to agree on everything and I'm going to be your nurse today. And so maybe let's just let this topic go. Yeah, I'm still going to take care of your needs that you need a nurse for. But yeah, I don't really want to go there with you. That's not what I'm doing here. I know that me as not a nurse project all this stuff on somebody else, especially a caretaker. In order to feel safe with that caretaker taking care of me, they have to be like me. (laughs) They have to think like me and be like me. I wasn't taught to have boundaries, so I expect nobody else to have them either. It's it's a learning (laughs) process, that's for sure. (laughs) It's good to talk to you. I appreciate this, what you're bringing to the table with your career and yourself, and even what you're doing on the side job, you know, with your podcast. So I'm wondering if you sort of can see your way through one of the things that the card says is that we have to have boundaries to allow us to start living our lives and meet our own needs. And so it seems to me that that's exactly where you are. What are my needs and how can I meet them And it might be that I might have to let go of some stuff or put other stuff in. I wanted to get your advice about something too, if if you're willing. Yeah. So one thing that comes up with my group of friends, and this is probably many women can relate to this, is just kind of this normalizing of self-shaming in front of each other. And, you know, when you see a friend... And the first thing they say is, oh, I feel disgusting. I'm so fat. I've eaten this and that. And I haven't exercised in a week. And, you know, putting yourself down. And I feel like I'm running out of things to say to the <laughs> friends when they, I, of course, done that plenty of times. And sure. I'm trying to set a boundary for myself that I don't do that to myself or to my friends anymore because it's not healthy. It doesn't fit with what I want to be saying to myself, yes, I want to, I want to set this boundary, a healthy one. And so, and I'm kind of running out of ideas. I feel like I've said things like the, you look wonderful and I don't care what you look like. And let's not worry about that. We're healthy. You know, a lot of my friends are nurses. I feel like Mm -hmm. of all people, we should just be thankful that we have healthy, able bodies. Still guilty. Yeah. Talking badly about myself when I have one of those. (laughs) I know. Well, it's not good for us to talk so mean to ourselves. And it's not good for us to talk so mean about ourselves to our friends who love us. It puts them in a weird position. But there's a negative self-talk, again, that is taught to women at a very young age. Men as well, it's just on a different level. But I mean, or it's just a little bit different. But still, there's a lot of self-hatred to go around, a lot of body hatred to go around. And I I feel like I had to set so many boundaries about that, that now, unless somebody is brand new into my circle, which of course with COVID, 
nobody new can come in. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no new friends. This nope. is your time to set boundaries. Right. <laughs> that they may still say that, but they don't say it around me because I jump on it. I'm from Texas. I jump on it like a duck on a June bug. You know, I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going there with you. But it came from me that I feel good about my body and myself. So I feel like I can say that to them because I don't allow myself to speak like that to me. I don't allow anyone to speak like that to me, and I don't speak like that to me. So therefore, I'm not going to play that game with them. And I'm not saying this in a mean or nasty way. It's with a lot of compassion. I go into schools and talk about this issue, and I don't care how young the kids are. There'll be a fifth grader that will raise her hand or his hand and say, I don't know what to say to my mom, and she tells me how fat she is. I think she's great. What do I say? And I go, you say, I love you, mom, and you just leave it at that. Don't engage with the fat talk. You know, I'm so fat. No, you're not fat. I'm fat. No, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. And to realize there's a feeling underneath that. That when somebody says, oh my God, I'm so gross and disgusting, what's the feeling? The feeling is that they're not okay. So your answer could be, wow, I love you so much. Are you okay? (laughs) You just go to what the heart of the matter is. It's very hard to do. It's very vulnerable and intimate, but it's not playing the surface game. The surface game is I'm fat and disgusting and I shouldn't eat cupcakes. But the feeling is I'm not okay and I'm never going to be okay. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. I like the non-engaging, the non- <laughs> but trying to get to the heart of the issue. Yeah. Little kids watch their parents and they go, huh, that's the way to be an adult. And if their mom or their dad is always putting themselves down, that's what's going to happen. So we have a lot of learning, unlearning and then relearning to do about how to be adults and have a body that we have. Like we talked a minute ago, it's not going to be perfect, period. However, like you said, we're strong. You can work as a nurse. I mean, that's a hard physical job, what you do. And your body's doing it. That's pretty right. friggin' great. And I'm so thankful for that. And I, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to project, I guess, is gratitude for the healthy, able body. So if you were a little girl sitting on your bed and you were thinking about what you were going to do when you were bigger, what would you tell that little girl of what to remember when she gets to be your age and in your job with your group of friends and all the things that you're doing about how she's going to have boundaries and how she's going to sort of work with stuff. And what would you tell her to support her to go through this? I feel like a lot of times we as little girls are just like, we, I got nothing. I don't know what is going to happen. You know. So what would you tell her? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think it's easy to think about my nieces and what I might tell them. Yeah. I think I would say, figure out what you value and what you're good at and where those intersect and focus on that and be kind to people. But 
you don't need to please everyone. Focus on your goals and what you value and are good at and do it with kindness. And that's all you need to do. Oh, great. And what would that have been like had you had you as an adult sit down with her and say these things? How would it have been different? Oh, things that I value are important. That would have been surprising to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it would have been a little bit of a shock and relief. I don't know. Maybe I could have let go of some of the the things that I do to try to please others. I think that would have been really valuable to hear. Yeah. And then... So go out 20 years from where you are now, and as your older self, looking back at yourself now, what do you think you would tell yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these are hard questions. I think 20 years from now, I would want myself now to be focusing on health, try to just stick with healthy behaviors, and don't worry about how you look or what you think you need to be in the eyes of society, focus on your own health and wellness and stick with your goals and values. Keep working towards the things that are important to you and think about where you want to be 20 years from now and how you can get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's almost like the same kind of answer for both ends of that. Don't worry. Do what you want to do. Do what your heart tells you to do. You know, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. There's a a raft guide that I work at. So I'm also a raft guide on the weekends. And there's another guide, Johnny, who always says, follow your heart. And I think (laughs) that that sums it up. It's so great. Yes. (laughs) I am assuming something, but as a nurse, you're working with people who are very vulnerable and having a really hard time. My age group, I have people who are getting sick and dying and stuff. And if you love enough people, they're going to have problems and, you know, just you're going to be with them or you're going to be the one that has the problem. (laughs) But it feels like they're always saying something like, you know, none of that mattered. That worrying about whether I should have another scoop of ice cream, who cares right now? It's okay. It's okay. I've never had anyone just be so upset with themselves when they got there that they didn't take one more day of vacation, you know? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Totally. Right. Like, I guess I shouldn't have read that other book. Just like, no, it's this is just like live for the day and follow your heart. I really love that. So you're going to read the just for today part of the card. Today, I will practice noticing when I cross my own boundary by doing something that is not in my best interest. I will question if my actions are based upon my own unique truth or what I think I should do. I'll practice setting limits and saying no if needed. Wow, good. So this can be your, like, today on the river, you can practice no (laughs) and setting limits. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. Anyway, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.